Hello, Podicumans. Brett Maddox here. Today, we are diving right back into the Faith Once Delivered document that was produced out of the John Wesley Institute. You can check out our show notes for links to the John Wesley Institute and to this document, which is available for free download. Remember that you can connect with us on social media at Podicesis is where you can find us. You can email us at questions at podicesis.com, or you can connect with us through voicemail 404-635-6679. Now, let's start this episode of the Podicesis podcast and continue our discussion on the attributes of God. Hello, Podicumans, and welcome to the Podicesis Podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends, and no superlatives this time, Jim what? Morrow and Alan Kaysen. I don't even know if I want to do this podcast anymore. There's no superlatives? <laughs> no superlatives. Yeah. Mm. We are in the season of superlatives. Hey, listen, I just want to mention while we're talking about superlatives, uh, yes. my son, who's in eighth grade, got voted as most likely to succeed out of his eighth grade class. So I was well, pretty happy. Oh, that. that is was, fantastic. You know what? Very you know what? nice. Yes. Right? So yes. Uh, Very nice. Um, shout out to Hunter. Uh, the other day, we were um, I was listening to an, uh, a Georgia Bulldog podcast, and it ended and it went into our podcast, our latest episode, and, and so I just let it play, even though I hate listening to myself um, afterwards. <sighs> and uh, Hunter was in the car with me, and we, we started listening to it. You know, and I was thinking, that gummy, we're not, we don't sound too bad. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh That's man, awesome. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. Hey, listen, we don't need to be superlative. We just, <laughs> we're just doing our thing around here. Right. And the, anybody, any of y'all, if you're listening, wow, thank you. I still yes. get surprised every time somebody says, "Hey, yeah, I, I listened to the latest episode." I thought, yeah, no, it's wow. crazy. Well, and like I've said, I've got this Sunday school class here at Pine Forest that is using us as a Sunday school lesson. And they're they're kind of way early on right now, and I, I still get like these uh, references. People coming up to me and saying, "Hey, um, I've got a good kale smoothie uh, oh, recipe yeah. for you," and I'm yeah. like. That is such a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, I, I get the is, same is thing. I, now that we're on video and I have to look at myself, I'm like, man, I should really go back to the days of the kale smoothie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right now, right back. now, I'm having a little Debbie Christmas tree cake smoothies. Well, that, that's what I was about to bring up. Was you know we've talked about I think on this episode before, like favorite Christmas movies, favorite Christmas uh, songs, that kind of thing. But you know, uh, we're we're all three pastors of local churches, and so one of the things about being a pastor of a local church is you come into the office from time to time and you're oh. walking into the office and there's a usually a plate this time of year that's got some tinfoil wrapped over it and it's got a little card that says we appreciate our staff and I mean the amount of goodies that's available all the time um, is um, it, it really just it really is it doesn't help the waistline what no, uh, no, whatsoever. Doesn't. What's your favorite? Hey guys, what's your favorite like Christmas snack type thing? Oh wow, yeah. Also, um, so uh, this is not my favorite, but a uh, lady just brought some like tea tea cake cookies. You know, those little thin, little yeah. almost almost like sugar cookies, but they're not like quite. Oh, um, I, I, all those are gone in the office, <laughs> and. Um, then the other day we were at a Christmas party and like I am a sucker for sausage balls, like sausage and cheese, yes, like, yes. like the Bisquick um, ones. Yes, the Bisquick that is ones. The best church food in the it world. Is, like it, I could pop them like M and M's. Like yep. that, that is no like it's it's for real. Now that's not like a that's hard. That's not like a it's like a finger food. Yeah. Uh, no, that works. Listen, you never know you what you're going to get in one of the you know this time of year. And yeah, it's, I, 
Yeah. Can we just do an episode on food? I'm down yeah, for that. So we could just. Like... I've got to. I've got to give my answer first. Okay. My favorite Christmas food is. Um, it, it started wow, three or four years ago at another church, and then I've just received them a bunch. It's the Moravian ginger cookies. They're very thin. Oh, One, they're Moravian, so they strike my like John Wesley. <laughs> You know, I was like, I was like hey, kid, look, let me tell you about John Wesley while you eat these cookies. Um, Did you do I, it that accent? That'd be amazing. I, well, this, that is how I talk. Okay. Actually, I'm putting on my broadcast accent. Normally, I'm just talking like this. Like a 1920s radio announcer. Yeah. What? Uh, so, oh, what a Merry story. Christmas, you old building and law. Babe Ruth, he another one. But they are like, they are the strongest ginger cookies I've ever had. And they're fantastic. Yeah, now, nice. Rivaled only by the, um, there was a church group at a Christmas party the other day that my wife Amanda and I went to, and it was like potluck buffet in the evening. Yeah, and th- that was high end food. Somebody smoked a brisket. Ooh, Ooh nice. And I, yeah, I almost got sinful and started punching people to go get seconds. <laughs> All right. Now that that anyway. You did kick some shins though, didn't you? I mean, I like I yeah, there were Yeah, and then I blamed it on somebody else. <laughs> yeah, you did, of course. That's right. So I like those little uh of course all the sweets. Like that, you know, just put them on uh, all the sweets is yes, so delicious. But um I love uh those um cocktail smokies. Um those I thought are, you were yes. just going to say cocktails. Cocktails? <laughs> I like the cocktails. Well, you're not a free Methodist, so it's okay. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> um, but I, I I love those things. And then um, I, and pigs in the blanket. Listen, I can eat pigs in a blanket like they're going out of style. I mean, yeah. I've had so many pigs in the blanket. Like kind of pig in the blanket. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, but no, but no, but yeah, yeah. Pigs in a blanket. Just I pop them like Tic Tacs. I mean, I'm just like just oh. so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Merry so Christmas, good. everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. I just believe calories don't count from during Advent going through Christmas. Yeah, I like my mind believes that, but no other part of my body is following suit right. with that knowledge. That's right. Well, you know, in Leviticus, there's a verse in chapter 3 that says all the fat is the Lord's. So I just consider this a time of <laughs> um, a time of worship and and an offering up to the Lord. Yeah. Wow. Is that a con- no no text without a pretext? Is, is <laughs> a context for whatever you wanted to say. Oh, listen, okay. that's eisegesis 101 oh, right there. Hey, I mean, that's hey, just you basic know, level. Yeah, but I'm not going to combat that one. No, of course yeah, not. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not doing anything about that one. <laughs> no heresies detected. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> no heresy detected for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we are continuing to go through the faith, faith uh, what are we doing? We're continuing to go through the Faith Once Delivered document put out by the John Wesley Institute, and you can look at that at nextmethodism.org. Um, this document was created after a gathering of over, over 50 uh, Wesleyan scholars um, and had, was published earlier this year. And so we've been talking about, in the last uh, few episodes, we've been talking about the Trinity, um, kind of some introductory comments bef- uh, on the Trinity before we get into some in-depth stuff on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we're continuing that conversation today, um, and we'll be looking at uh, three paragraphs out of this document, um, the TFOD, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. um, paragraphs 33 through 35. So I'm going to turn it over to the one and only, only Alan Kaysen, 
to uh, start leading us through yeah, this. Alan, Alan's our dedicated like audiobook reader. Here's what we need to do, just <laughs> yes, real quick. I know, yeah, I know, right? All we're going to do is um, we're going to put this out on Audible. Alan is going to read the entire <laughs> T-Bod, yes. and then okay. you'll be able to download it on Audible. Alan right. is going to do that. Ryan Danker, you're not listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I know he is because but you are uh, sharing this. Uh, he's at least right. sharing it. He, he may is not sharing be listening. It, yeah. And so it. here's what we'll do: the three of us will actually share this together. <laughs> if you want to do this, yeah, I will not charge a dime. Alan might. Brett will pay to do it. <laughs> we will narrate a the high T-fod. quality TFOD for you. There you go. Okay. Yeah, just let us know if now, needs, the guys yeah. don't know that I was going to offer this. <laughs> I have but a feeling I have committed them. I have a feeling we're not going to see a groundswell of uh, hey. of support for this. Hey, by the way, you know spe- what? You never have an opportunity if you don't make yourself available for well, thank it. Thank you. He's well, never, I didn't right, know. Am I, was, I right I or am I wrong? I had, I had no plans to make myself available for this. So, <laughs> well, this is why we have friends. Iron sharpens iron. Hey, well, let's That's get right. back to the Trinity. We're almost done. This is you our get last me like, back introduction. On track this and is like I make hey, you go. Hey, this is speaking like, of Audible, uh, uh, the Podakesis podcast is on Audible. Nice. Oh, Look wow. at that. Through their podcast. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're on we're everywhere. Audible. So if you subscribe to Audible, you can get the Podakesis podcast. Oh, oh praise God. Yes. All right. All right. Alan. Jeff Bezos. I mean, we're like everywhere. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Jeff All right. Uh, paragraph 33. Let's get back to business, boys. Uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are equally divine. We can just stop there. Um, yeah. But no, we're going to keep going. Paul declares this when he says of the Son, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself. That's a great Philippians 2 passage. Since the Son possesses the nature of God, he is equal to the Father in divinity. When Jesus said, the Father is greater than I, that's John fourteen twenty eight. he did not mean that he was inferior to the Father in nature, uh, a lesser God, but that the Father, as the source of the Son's divinity, was superior in authority, sending the Son to do the Father's will, as Gregory of Nazianzus argued. Alternatively, following Augustine of Hippo in On the Trinity, the Father may be thought to be greater than the incarnate Son who emptied himself of his shared glory by taking the form of a servant, to fulfill the Father's redemptive purposes. Mm, mm, and I mm. messed that up just so that I didn't have to do the audible version. <laughs> well, the good thing about the audible version is you can do multiple takes. Well, that's true. Look, so I'm committed to this. Let's carry on. <laughs> so one of the things out of this paragraph that is interesting is this idea of, um, uh, according to Augustine, the Father may be thought to be greater, but mm. that doesn't necessarily mean that he is essentially greater the whole idea of Jesus emptying himself was a a form of um, of of putting aside, if you will, right? right. I, I think that's a good way of saying that. Putting aside certain aspects of help me out here because I don't. This willing, is so easy to get into. Willingly self limited. Yeah, there you go. Will, that, it's so easy to get into heretical doctrine mm-hmm. with this, right? Um, but yeah, that's a good way. Self limiting. Um, so that the Son, that the God would incarnate, would become flesh um, uh, for us and yeah. to reveal Himself to us. So, so the the key there's a key in the way that the Tifod puts this um, is that the Father may be thought to be greater than the incarnate 
sun. Mm-hmm. Remember yes. that the sun, yes. there was never a time where the sun was not. The sun right. has right. not always been incarnate, um, but became incarnate and, and is now incarnate, reigning in heaven. Right. Um, so in the incarnation, the sun, as he became flesh, emptied himself of his shared glory, according mm-hmm. to the Tifod and Philippians 2. And mm-hmm. so in that relationship, um, as Jesus, the incarnate Son, speaks those words in John, the Father is greater than I, mm-hmm. it's not making the claim that the Father and the eternal Son mm-hmm. are not uh, equally Equal. divine, right. mm-hmm. but that in authority the uh, the Son became willingly subservient to the Father Yes, in incarnation. The, the, the word that I really like for this is a word that's... Uh, got some negative connotation in today's language, and it's condescending. Uh, the idea that Jesus condescends, right? Which in its, He comes down to be with. Comes down to be with, right. So in the sense with Jesus, it's not a negative thing. It's a very positive thing. But you do have this movement in that Philippians passage of God coming down, Jesus coming down, 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 even unto death, and then rises then up into glory. Yeah, God he's exalted. exalted. He's exalted. exalted. So. Right, right. Um, and yeah, so, I love I love yeah. this. Equ- so equally divine is just a, such a beautiful. This is the main concept of this paragraph, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are equally divine, right? Um, and then, and and you can see that Philippians two declares that with the Father and the mm-hmm. Son, and then just kind of helps us clarify some words of Jesus and what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about equally divine, and yet it's times. The Son is receiving and doing the will of the Father. Um, Steve Siemens has wonderful Trinitarian work. I think we've talked about it here on the podcast before. One of his great books is Ministry in the Image of God. Um, And one of the things he talks about is the uh, willing, mutual subservience of the Trinity. Right. Like that they are willing to ebb and flow and be... Um, submissive to one another at different times um, to serve one another. Uh, it's an object of human, re- you know, the sign of how human relationships are designed to be, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, we'll put that on the show notes. Um, that's one of my favorite books. Speaking of which, so if, okay, hold on. Yes. Just go with my argument here. Just stick yep. with me. And Alan, I want you to pay a spe- special a special attention. Okay, okay, I got it. A special. Um, a special. <laughs> <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mutually submissive by choice to one another, right? Okay. There are three of us. <laughs> and one of the things that you could do to honor the Podakesis podcast... Be very careful here. Is, yes. No, I am. I am. We're, okay. not, we're not the Trinity. We are trying to live a life modeled after her. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. So you could... Agree to narrate the audible version of the <laughs> out of that's mutual true. willing is, submission to, to others of us. Feeling yes, very true. much like Star Wars being a trilogy of trilogies. Um, <laughs> Has this metaphor was... broken down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this is so good. A beautiful and, and 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 you know, at the heart of the you know, why this matters. Um, you know, in the early church, it mattered because they were really dealing with the nature of Jesus, um, mm-hmm. the ministry of Jesus. How does the how does that fit within a monotheistic one God framework? Um, the, the, the scriptural uh, revelation, the scriptural testimony, when you see the work, when you see the words in the scriptures from the Old Testament and the New Testament, how 
the son, the the father, the spirit are talked about. They 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 you know, you got the spirit in creation. You've got the son in create, you know, Colossians chapter one. I mean, um all things were created through him. So I mean it's just there's all this so there was all this discussion within the community of faith and that early community of faith. Okay, so how does this how does this work? How do how do we mm-hmm. deal with this? Um and y'all, this is this this is true even in more modern era. Um yeah. a uh, a group that is definitely without outside of Christian orthodoxy would be a group such as like the Jehovah's Witnesses, which um takes their 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 biblical text, their biblical translation, I think it's called the New World the Translation. Tower. Uh, the New World Water. Translation um, is it says this in John, John chapter one. So the trans the the kind of orthodox translation that we have is um, in the beginning um, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. In the New World Translation, it's translated in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a small g God. Mm-hmm. That is a crucial translation issue. Yeah. And it's a it's a translation issue built upon a worldview, built upon a a a world a different way of looking at um or understanding of, the understanding of who the son is, who Jesus is. And um and so even in kind of more modern this is not something that was that th- this keeps being brought up over and over and over again. Well, I think um, um so Ryan Danker just wrote to do this. Yeah, Ryan Danker just wrote a great uh, piece in Firebrand, and it's titled "Who Is Jesus?" Yeah, and he goes into the whole uh, Arianism, um, the whole, Arianism. Yeah, um, it, 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 I mean, it was it's great, um, and it it really is just a is we just recycle the argument, um, yeah, uh, over and over again in the church, um, but this is crucial. I mean, Jesus is divinity mm-hmm. um being and his humanity fully divine fully huma- human um is crucial to our understanding yeah. of yeah. of the trinity and of our relationship with god so and, and, I would, and, and, i'd love for y'all to go ahead and, and look look at that article yeah uh, because uh ryan dr danker whatever uh i'm kidding <laughs> sir danker takes um he he walks us very briefly through saint athanasius's book on the incarnation which we've talked about a time or two Mm -hmm. and and this is this is kind of the idea he says um so instead of starting at christmas where jesus Mm -hmm. is born athanasius starts and this is where maybe we could start okay jesus died for our sins okay what kind of being person can actually do that and so he starts from that and goes all the way back to the pre-existent, um, equally divine Son to show that for the biblical claims and uh, and revelation to be the way it is, that this also has to this also bears out this way. So it really does matter because if Jesus is not equally divine, if you really were to logically play out, then Jesus could not have died for our sins. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. Hey everyone, we will return to the show in just a moment, but we just wanted to take this time and tell you about some of our favorite people. As you know, the Podakesis Podcast is a proud member of the Spirit and Truth Podcast Network. Spirit and Truth is a movement of Wesleyan-minded Christians seeking to awaken and equip the 21st century church through the power of the Holy Spirit to share the gospel and make disciples of Jesus Christ. We long to see a new movement of Christians who are empowered by the Spirit, rooted in truth, 
and mobilized for the mission. For more information and resources, you can visit www.spiritandtruth.life. We also want to let you know about the Spirit and Truth Conference, March 9th through the 11th in Dayton, Ohio. Last year, uh, the Podakesis podcast crew went to this conference for the very first time, and honestly, it was life-changing. It was so impactful. And so we want to invite you to join us at this conference in Dayton, Ohio, March 9th through the 11th. You can register now. Registrations are open. Early registration is open at spiritandtruth.life, and you can follow the link there. You can also put the word podcast, podcast, in the discount code box and get a little bit of a discount on your registration. So uh, we hope to see you in Dayton, Ohio, March 9th through the 11th of 2023, as we all come together in worship, seeking God's Spirit, and being uh, and, and just fellowshipping with each other as we grow closer to Jesus. And now, uh, that's all I have, so we're going to get back to our conversation about the attributes of God. So, the Trinitarian character of God, the Trinitarian nature of God, I should say, does it does something else. It reveals to us God's nature, his specific nature, his specific character, and that being of love, and we'll see that in the next paragraph. Yes, paragraph 34. Um, the doctrine of the Trinity reveals the character of God as love and underscores the loving community of the three persons such that they are one being. Actions flow from this loving community, and we perceive these actions in Scripture and the world, but the being of God is not to be equated with these actions. Acknowledging our creation in God's image, Christians strive to be, uh, uh, quote, transcripts of the Trinity, unquote. Um, Charles Wesley uh, from the sinner's turn, why will you die? Um, Christians strive to be transcripts of the Trinity, working to live in loving community, from which flows loving actions. Transcripts of the Trinity. What a, what a neat, just, I mean, I mean, Charles interesting. Wesley said, I'm writing a hymn. I need some alliteration. Alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> that's, exactly, that's right. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so the Trinity uh, shows us this character of God, right? This nature of God, and that the nature of God is love. God is love. I um, mean, you see that in that com communal nature within the Godhead, um, I think it's called the ontological nature of God, this idea of the, the the loving nature within this community, within the Godhead, and then this economic nature of God or this economic outflow of that comes to us, um, is poured out on onto us through the power well, of, and presence of I've the Holy heard Spirit. It, you know, talk about it that you know, love cannot exist without community. Right. You know, you can't in order to in order for there to be love, you have to have another person. Mm. Um and so something to fact, love, right? Yeah. Something to love, right? So um the, yeah. so the fact love. that um God is Trinity, it makes God love. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody love. We don't own the rights to that. Yeah, yes. And we just got flagged on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. That would be the most attention we've gotten on YouTube. <laughs> right. <laughs> You just By the way, you know. can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, that's true. You, can. you can see you can see what it looks like when when they spit take at my stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> but because God is community, God God is three persons. God is yeah. love, and because right. God is love, God is three persons. Right. It's it's a um and and then we are then um you go into love God, love one another. 
Mm-hmm. We're 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 called to live in to in community. It's transcripts of the of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the great commandment is a literal living out of that the nature of God. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's what it what what it, what it looks like for the what you call the economic mm-hmm. uh, nature to be renewed into the image of God, mm-hmm. which is what Wesley calls the goal of of true religion. Mm-hmm. To be renewed into the ima- under the image of God, and and that is the natural outflow. As in, love is the n- loving action is the natural outflow of God's very nature. Mm-hmm. So a couple things that come up here: one, God is love, and it actually starts to mean something quite theological and specific. Um, which the that phrase and the word love uh, have received quite the postmodern treatment over these many years. No doubt. To be emptied yeah. of their meaning and replaced with whatever we want it to mean. Right. Um, and because we're humans, and we usually start with our own understanding and experience when we begin to understand things, absolutely fine. Um, we assume that when we say God is love, it means love as I understand and desire it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, we experience a lot of broken love. Uh, we really do with things, with ourselves, with others. Um, we have desires and wishes of what it means to be loved, and often we divinize that. Uh, my my deepest desire, in my heart is is this kind of love, and so we divinize that and assume that that's God's love. Um, so, part one of the theological breakdowns that it's happened, um, in a lot of places, maybe in mainline uh, Christian denominations and major understandings, is. Um, God is love must mean that God is a certain way and not a certain way. Mm-hmm. Usually it has to do with permissiveness and mm-hmm. um, accepting, uh, you know, we do accept people as they are as Christian people and so does God. It's just a matter of what comes next and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be truly loved by God? What does it mean to truly love others? It's quite a quite a little thing there. And so the study of the Trinity <laughs> actually has real life day-to-day application for how we interact uh, and how we help people find the fullness of of holiness in God. You you used a word there that is an interesting word, divinize. Um, mm-hmm. We probably the word that we use a lot to talk about others is we demonize, right? We demonize thoughts, we demonize ideas, we demonize other people. But how many times do we divinize our own thoughts, right? The right. way we look at things. Man, what a great word. Um, yeah, and and it's not always like it's just. I think it's important to recognize. Hey, we do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other way I do, I think, think about it is sometimes we baptize our ideas with godlike language to have mm-hmm. the, the right. upper hand yeah. in any conversation. Because yeah. how can how can you disagree with somebody when they're like, well, God says. Yeah. Um, but because we know God by analogy, right? A lot. You know, if God is Father, one of the first things that we think about is is what does that look like? And yeah. I can really only dive into my own experience until I really dig in. Um, Once we start to realize that and say, okay, now let me go into what is actually revealed and let me learn a new way of understanding what it means that God is Father, or let me, let me learn the, the fullness of what God means when God, the scripture says God is love. Mm -hmm. Then we start leaning into uh, a deeper revelation of God. You can't Mm -hmm. stop with your first, first, you can't stop at the first stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Otherwise, you'll divinize what you'll divinize an incomplete thing. Yeah, we're all we're all, we're not even guilty of it. It's just there's nothing to be guilty of. Right. It's just part of it. It's right. part of theological reflection. Yep. Just know, hey, praise God. That's your starting point. 
maybe yeah. let's all talk together as a community of faith and learn a little bit more. Which is exactly, I mean, the whole idea of the doctrine of the Trinity comes out of those discussions, right? I mean, it yeah. comes from a massive discussion that took a couple hundred years within the community, the early, early, early community of faith, uh, communities of faith mm-hmm. um, that were uh, in their infancy after yeah. the apostles died. So, um, all right, so you have these three persons of the Godhead who are equally divine. You have this Trinity that reveals its nature, his nature, um, his character as love. So now this Trinity, this triune God, invites us. It invites his creation and invites humanity into the life of the Trinity, which is what we're going to see in the, the next paragraph. Hmm. Yeah, so oh, we're just expanding on this idea of us joining, uh, joining the active nature of the, of the Trinity. Um, as love. So there's an expansiveness to God's love. This is paragraph 35. Uh, There's an expansiveness of God's love for humanity that through the incarnation and the gift of the spirit invites humankind into the life of the Trinity and makes us partakers of the divine nature. A particular emphasis in the Wesleyan slash Methodist tradition is the communal nature of this invitation. Human participation is not a private but a corporate experience through the communion of the church. Hmm. The historic classes, bands, and societies of Methodism are examples of how this communion is maintained and thus how the community of the church is a fellowship that mirrors the loving unity of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and band, get your band on. Get your band <laughs> yeah. on. Because uh, TFOD references Second Peter 1.4, I think it's just worth reading while we... Uh, before we share, um, I'll read verse three and four. His divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Thus he has given us through these things his precious and very great promises so that through them you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust and you may become participants of the divine nature. That's just fantastic. Participants of the divine nature. Or now, I, w- I will tell you yeah. uh, my understanding of the big O Orthodox uh, tradition, um, the denomination, if you want to call it that. Um, they, there's the Eastern in, Church. The Eastern Church. Isn't there a, um, a, a teaching within there about um, kind of our glorification, but it's more of a... Uh, uh, I don't want to say we become divine, but it's deification become, is the term. deification. That's the word. Yeah, that's the word. Um, I don't know much about that, but it seems like it's drawing from this. Yeah, um, yeah, deification. It'd be great. Go trace Wesleyan thought and uh, sanctification, entire sanctification, yeah. and deification, yeah. and, and the relationship between all that. Yeah. Yeah. Side it, note. Yeah. Side note. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, that's that participation in the divine life. That. Uh, is a beautiful thing. And, you know, here, here's the thing. That's the way it was intended to be. Um, our cre- we were created to participate in the divine life. And then, of course, there was this separation between us and, and, and the Trinity and, and, and our Creator um, because of sin. And so then Jesus comes and, and, and bridges that gap. And now we can participate in that divine life again because of Jesus. The veil literally was torn. That separation was taken away. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. We can do that. We can, do, we can participate in the divine life. And that's a, that's a beautiful, that, that's just the act of grace, the act of God's love for, for his creation. He didn't give up on us. 
he wants us to participate. The whole point of Jesus coming is he is that idea of to that we would participate in in that divine life. I thought he came just so that God wouldn't be mad at us anymore. I guess all this theological reflection has changed my mind. Well, you know, I'm sure that oh, was part. Merry Christmas. He came so that we would have life and life to the fullest. Fullest. Oh. And part of that is living in community with one another. Um, yeah, Alan, we, don't you we, love this? Yeah. The, like the connection with Methodism here? Oh, the, man, I love it. And I, yeah. I think, you know, we, we kind of had this conversation, Jim, I think you had it about this whole private versus personal mm-hmm. private um, debate. And the fact is you just, it's not, it's, our faith is, is meant to be in community. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's meant to be face to face, hand to hand and walking t- together um, in love, mm-hmm. um, holding each other accountable, ho- encouraging. Um, you cannot do that on your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah. So, and, and, and Wesley, um, knew this and so he created um these classes and bands and societies to um help 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 the church help christ followers grow in their faith to become partakers of the divine nature um so yeah this is this is good stuff can can i just say real quickly this i mean as you were saying that alan and i've been thinking about this a lot lately um just shortly i just want to say this is why the church exists it exists to glorify god and that we would enjoy him, yeah. and we enjoy him together. Like, we enjoy him in community. Why does the church matter today? It's this right here. We can't do this on our own. We, we need each other, and that's the church. And, um, I, 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 you know, we'll, we'll talk more about the role of the church later, but I, I, this, is, this is why it matters. This right mm-hmm. here is why the church matters, and not with all its ugliness and with all of its, you know, non, you know, we're not perfect, and we 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 are hypocrites, and we have our issues. We fully admit that, but that doesn't mean the church doesn't matter. The church matters because of this right here. Mm. Isn't that crazy? How it all like, um, you know, you you start out with this big topic of the Trinity, um, yeah. this thing that we can hardly explain and yet we've spent four episodes trying to explain it you know um and it <laughs> yeah. and it really just pulls down to that because there god is trinity god is community god is love therefore we are to be in community and love and mm-hmm. it's played out in mm-hmm. in the local church mm-hmm. um i mean right like this huge big idea you know, right here, uh, right. that's why, that's why, you know, and maybe, maybe, the, maybe the fact of the matter is we have not, we've not experienced true community the way mm. that it's meant to be. And, or, right. you know, we've experienced mm. broken community or, right. or, um, right. lack of the Holy Spirit community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that's part of the issue, but still the mm-hmm. fact remains that, that, that because God is Trinity, we, because God is community, God is love, we are meant to be in that community in, in love with one another. So, yeah. yeah, it's good. Man, this is some good stuff, guys. I, um, this is just such good stuff. And it's wonderful to just be reflecting on this as we enter into the 
you continue through the Advent season and get ready to enter into the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we, we, we're going to, to our potecumens out there, um, we're going to uh, draw this episode to a close. But let me just uh, say this. Uh, be looking out. I think we're going to get together and um, have a, a little bit of a Christmas fun for you guys. That'll drop on Christmas Day. And so y'all be looking out for that. Um, and then we will, uh, when we come back in the new year, we will be looking at the individual pieces I, and I, that, that's a wrong way of putting it, the individual personas of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, more in depth, why they're important through the TFOD, and then um, we'll be moving on from there. So this has been really good. I, um, Man, the church matters. <laughs> this, I, 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 that, at hearing y'all talk, Jim and Alan just talk, just like, as a pastor, I was like getting fired up. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is why church matters right here, right yeah, here. And, and just real fast, just to kind of really bring that home, just burn it in my heart that you you don't need the church because you have to, you know, because you're a bad need, whatever. I mean, that may be true. Um, the church is what it looks like to be restored into the image of God. Amen. Now, not that, again, it's just, it's just, it matters. It matters. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Um, this episode should be called The Trinity, an introduction part four, the fat belongs to the Lord. <laughs> just just throwing that out there. Hey, all, all right, the guys, fat hey, to the Lord. have a happy rest of your Advent. Yeah. God bless every one of you, yeah. and I guess Alan and Brett, you too. <laughs> you too, brother. Hey, uh, look forward to seeing you guys on Audible. <laughs> that was a great voice. That was. Uh, That's it right there. Keep it's practicing. Happening. Keep practicing. We'll All set right. you up in like a carpeted we'll room. It's the Had sinus room. cold season voice. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure you have a cold when you go in. <laughs> All right, pot of humans. Y'all have a good one. We'll talk to y'all later. God bless. As we end this episode, we will have all the links mentioned in the episode, particularly those links pertaining to the John Wesley Institute and the document, The Faith Once Delivered, available uh, in our show notes. That uh, document, The Faith Once Delivered, is available for free download, so just click on that link and go download it, and you will have that resource. It's fantastic. Uh, be sure to hit us up on social media, at Potechesis is where you can find us. You can find us on our website, podbean.com and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. So share us with your friends and tell them just to find us wherever. You can leave us a voicemail, uh, 404-635-6679, or leave us an email, questions at podacesis.com. And as always, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple iTunes, which helps us out there. We greatly appreciate it, and we greatly appreciate you. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one, and God bless.